Hello, everybody. Philly Sports Talk here. I'm Coy Kevin Schilling, along with Jerry Green on this cloudy but pretty nice Friday night. Hey, Jerry. What's up? All right, Jerry. We just got news. The Phillies win the first game. The doubleheader 7 to nothing over the Blue Jays. They finally win and don't even give up a run. Yeah, that's a rare sight for this Phillies team, um, <laughs> especially to see that in a doubleheader, which, by the way, this is their seventh doubleheader of 2020 and they're three and nine in seven inning games. So it's well now four and nine with this win, but going into the night, they were not very established in these type of situations. Uh, The Phillies without Segura today and JT will be out all weekend as well. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's, let's talk about that Mets series real quickly. Two, two very, very bad losses. Two games we both should have won. Two games, the bullpen both choked. I mean, Jerry, this is not good. I mean, I I, I can't even watch anymore. There's times where I'm like, I just can't watch this. It's just not fun to watch anymore. The offense is producing. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, that first half, like the first few innings, well, before Nola got, the first like five or six innings before Nola went out, um, it they looked good. I mean, first inning, Nola had a rough start. He gave up like what three runs in the first inning. I um, think it was two. I think, I think after that point, um, he was pretty solid. He had a, you know, good pitching night. Uh, take away that first inning, but uh, also in the first inning, bottom of the first inning, um, they were down two nothing, three nothing, whatever it was, and then back to back to back, Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm, Didi Gregorius, home runs, um, and then Harper hit another one. In the second inning. Uh, and he hit one today, so he's really starting yeah. to heat up. Yeah. Um, Harper, by the way, Harper, he was the fifth Philly in history to hit an inning in each of the first two innings. So uh, that's something. And um, But basically, apart from those first six innings, I mean, we can fully blame this game on the bullpen, I think. Uh, the bullpen just completely blew, blew our lead. Um, same old story. It's like a broken record player. Yeah. Um, and this uh, bullpen is historically bad. They have um, they average 17.17 earned runs. That's the second highest in MLB history. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's, it's not good, Jerry, for sure. The one thing I am interested to see is uh, Phillies has called up Mickey Moniak. He was our first first round pick back in 2016. Yeah, he hasn't had the most success in the minors. So he had he had 252 at I think AAA. So that's not the best. But I mean, if he could be a good backup outfielder, that would be pretty nice to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started last night. He I think I believe he went 0 for four. But uh, this guy, this is a very nice guy, I should say. But he just hasn't had the success he was he was not worth the hype but he hopefully he tries he produces a little bit you know yeah hopefully he can help him out a little bit here um because they're gonna need all the help they can need with that awful bullpen that just blows away games i mean like the starting pitchers are good i mean well first of all arietta is on the injury list i'm pretty sure he's supposed to be out the rest of the season including the playoffs yeah, and uh, Howard also on the injury list. He is um, mo- more than likely going to be out for the rest of the season. So 
now they're just they got Nola, they got Wheeler, but besides that, it's not very good. Um, last night Workman came in and he played one third of an inning and gave up three runs, which is like terrible. Sorry for that interruptance, uh, Coy. What else? What else you got across the MLB? Uh, well, uh, we had a couple clinch or postseason clinches. The Dodgers clinched. The Rays and White Sox both clinched. That's good to see the White Sox clinch. They've been in the playoffs for a while. Surging, and they they're finally getting better. But Jerry, the biggest surprise in baseball this year is the Nationals, as they have been brutal this year. Yeah, um, it's like they're just one year removed from winning the World Series. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Carolina Panthers back in 2016. Yeah, and they won the Super Bowl, or even like the Los Angeles Rams when they made it to the Super Bowl and then failed to make the playoffs the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, speaking of the playoff picture, um, the Phillies—they're in the eighth seed wild card spot right now, so they would play the Dodgers, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're one game behind San Francisco, who's in that seventh spot. They're a game and a half behind uh, Miami, who's second in the division. And they're a half a game ahead of St. Louis, who's in that in like the ninth spot for wild card and contention. Yeah, that's right. It's disappointing to watch. Hopefully, we stay in that spot. But let's go. Let's talk about Anthony Sorelli. He sends the Lightning to the Stanley Cup with his overtime goal over the Islanders last night. And Jerry, that's a big, big goal because if they if the Islanders win that game, it goes into Game Seven. And you know the saying: yeah. anything can happen in Game Seven. So Anthony Sorelli yeah. with a clutch goal, Lightning win two to one over the Islanders. What do you think, Jer? Yeah, so the Islanders in this game they took a pretty early one nothing lead. Um, that's the fifth consecutive game this postseason, which they uh, opened the scoring, but the Lightning tied it up a couple minutes later. This is all like within the first ten minutes of the game, and then the whole rest of the game, Lightning they kept up the pressure. They had like a couple of power plays. They forced some big saves out of uh, Islanders goalie uh, Varlamov. Yep. But um, in OT, Sorelli scored that game winner. Um, the Islanders also, in like the end of the first uh, period, going into the second, they had a 12-minute stretch with no shots on goal. Um, so it kind of shows them. It kind of shows like the Lightning pretty much did deserve to win this game. Yeah. Uh, they outplayed them. Um, but yeah, what's his name? Uh, Varlamov had a, he had a good game and he had a good series. He had 46 saves this game, which is like, wow. And, and you uh, know, if he gives up only two goals that, that he did a great job. Just, yeah. The offense needs to score more, but, uh, yeah, two goals to, in four going, periods should add. Yeah. Uh, but another playoff game, Heat versus Celtics game two. And Jay, this was a good one to watch. He go up too well. Yeah. Goran Dragic had 25 points. And apparently Marcus Smart was not happy in the locker room, screaming at Celtics players as they're now down 2-0 to the Miami Heat. Yeah, there was reports, you know, Marcus Smart in particular was screaming at teammates. Uh, I heard someone say that it was Jalen Brown who he got in an altercation with. I don't mean, I don't think he means like a fist fight, but yeah. a verbal altercation. Uh, yeah, just um, verbal. There were things being thrown. But, you know, that's not really a terrible sign, I don't think. I mean, it could just be like, the guys are showing a lot of energy. They really care about like losing, and they, like as a team, they're not gonna. They're holding each other accountable, which 
I don't think this is a terrible sign. I think the media is acting like, oh, this guy just said that he doesn't want to play in Boston anymore. Like, I don't think it's that. Oh, no, awful, no, not that at all. It's something to note for sure. Yeah, but in that game, the Celtics, there was reason for Marcus Smart to scream because the Celtics blew a 17-point lead. And I should say that Smart himself wasn't really helping their calls because he had four turnovers and he shot five of 13. And another Celtics player who struggled was Jason Tatum. Um, Miami's defense, they play that they play that 2-3 zone against the Celtics. And Tatum, he struggles to hit those pull-up threes that he's so good at. Um, in the second half of this game, he had four turnovers and just two field goals made. He did a good job of getting to the line all game, though, so I'll give him that. But, um, yeah, and on the other side, the Heat, Duncan Robinson, six made threes. I mean, what else would you expect? Best three-point shooter in the league, in my opinion. And the funniest um, thing about that, Jerry, is he took 12 shots. All 12 are three-pointers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's he's definitely the type of guy – who you expect that type of stat line out of. Um, he's like insane catch and shoot guy. I saw a clip. It was um, his release. It was like he caught a pass in the corner and put up a three. He made the three, by the way. And his release, it was just so quick and so smooth. It looked like it came off in like 0.1 seconds. Like it was just crazy to me. But um, He's a great player. Yeah, he's he's a sharp shooter for sure. Um, but yeah, the Heat. They got more offensive rebounds. They force more turnovers, and that's just heat basketball. I mean, they're going to, you know, get on the floor, fight for loose balls. Uh, Jimmy Butler, it's like, you know, his bread and butter. And Heat won it. They Celtics blew a lead. I'm pretty sure they blew a 10-plus point lead in the first game too. Uh, this heat, this fourth-quarter heat, um, they just get down to business. Yeah, and uh... – you know, for people that only read the box scores of this games, uh, Jimmy Butler, he doesn't, I mean, you look at his stat line, it's not that great, but you watch him in the game and see the impact he has on this Heat team. And it, it's it's really, it's effective. I mean, without Jimmy Butler, the Heat might have not passed the first round. Yeah, I, I said this before. Like, the thing about Jimmy Butler, like, he's, honestly, he's taken a step back this season as far as, like, his skill set. Like, he's shooting the ball his career low but it's like his career best year and that's because of all the other stuff that he brings he fights for loose balls he plays gritty defense tough defense um and he comes up clutch when they need him the most uh like he could be shooting terrible all game and then fourth quarter comes around they need a big shot out of him and he hits it that's just the type of player he is you know and jerry is that's why he loves miami this is where he can be the leader this is where everything runs through him and um that's why i mean jerry he definitely loves it there in miami and who wouldn't with a guy like you like him yep you know that famous heat culture that they always talk about i'm starting to think it's a real thing like there's something special about that locker room with coach eric spolstra uh pat riley yeah um, just all the leaders they have but yeah moving on the nba announced they're all nba teams recently and first team features Luka Doncic, James Harden as the two guards, LeBron James, Anthony Davis as the two forwards or actually Anthony Davis qualified as a center but LeBron James, Anthony Davis and Giannis were the other three uh, remaining players. I mean no surprises there to me. You could argue that Kawhi should have made it over Luka 
I wouldn't disagree, but I don't think it's a travesty that Kawhi is on second team and Luka's on first team. But Yeah, and uh, so, other news, too, for Giannis. He got the MVP award today. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? It's a regular season award. I mean, he deserved it in the regular season, but that's why I think that they should start including the playoffs in these types of things because if you factor in the playoffs, Giannis did not deserve that award at all. Not um, at all. No, he was not good in the playoffs. I mean, I get he had an injury for the second half of that series, but he was just not good in the playoffs. Yeah, it makes you start to wonder, like, is he? can he perform in the playoffs? Like, we know he's one of the great regular season players. He'll get you, like, 60 wins, but does, it, does any of that matter if he can't show up against, like, the – best teams and he needs his win Jordan. A seven game series needs his yeah. Jordan I agree with that and I I'm not that... even saying Pippen I'm saying he needs his Jordan I think that's he needs a, a guy take. like yeah I'm it's a hot take and I definitely agree with it like I feel strongly about that that Giannis can't be the I mean he can be the number one option but your number two option has got to be like someone I don't know maybe like if you would consider Steph or Dame Lillard to be the number two option if him and Giannis were on the same team. Like, it's got to be someone who's just as much of a leader and someone who that. can yeah. shoot the ball uh, because Giannis cannot shoot the ball and you need someone who can make those shots throw down the stretch. And Giannis is not that guy. Giannis yeah, will get and, you, uh, Giannis will get you 30, 10, and 5 in the first three quarters. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, uh, he's not a great free throw shooter. He can't hit deep shots and he gets locked up so that's why you need a guy who's gonna show up big for him yeah and uh didn't ben, or uh, didn't you say ben simmons made this nba all third team yeah uh yeah, I didn't mention the second team is it features uh chris paul damian lillard Kawhi leonard pascal siakam who i disagree with that yeah that's, i don't know about team. that and uh nikola Jokic. um so third team has ben simmons russell westbrook Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, and Rudy Gobert, who is also somewhat questionable. Uh, what I would change with this is, like I said earlier, I'd probably move Kawhi up over Luka. And Pascal Siakam, I think, has no business on the second team. He didn't have a great year. Uh, the reason why that Raptors team was successful was because they played good team basketball, and they had a guy by the name of Kyle Lowry who really helped them out a lot. I think he should have possibly made it over Russell Westbrook. Um, but yeah, I would move either Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum up to that second team and maybe even bunk Siakam out for a guy like Chris Middleton. And last but not least, I think that Joel Embiid might have deserved it more than Rudy Gobert, that third team center spot. Yeah, and it was a uh, it's tough call. I mean, Gobert's obviously there for his defense. I mean, he's all right on offense, but he's mainly there for his defense. But uh, Let's go, Jerry. Let's talk about the Nuggets and Lakers game one predictions. Who do you have in game one? I'm going with the Lakers. I think the Lakers are the better team. I think that LeBron and AD are locked in, and I think that they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna necessarily blow the Nuggets out of the water, but I think they're gonna win the series relatively comfortably. And you know what, Jerry? I'm gonna take a side here. I'm going with the Nuggets are winning game one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say really? the Lakers are gonna continue their. Game one woes, and I, I think Jokic and Murray combined for. Let's hear. Ready? I think Jokic and Murray are going to combine for sixty-five points tonight, and they're going to beat the Lakers and take Game One. Yeah, um, 
that's fair. To, that's a fair assumption to make their game one. But I think that just starting game three, like they completely blew that talented Houston team out of the water. I think that they're in. Oh, they got like firing on all cylinders. They're just like the best version of themselves right now, and I think they'll carry on and uh, take a one in a series lead, and that'll be the start of them winning the series, in my opinion. And, uh, all right, well, what do you think about the Celtics Heat game three predictions? As this game is uh, tomorrow, I believe, uh, game three. The Celtics are down 2-0 to the Heat. What do you think with game three? Uh, I think the Celtics will pull one back. Um, I still think that the Celtics have a chance in the series, but I'm starting to think that Miami are going to be the one to win it. It looks like that so far. Um, it's just, like, crazy to think that a team led by Jimmy Butler, who's not really, um, you know, superstar material, is going to make the finals, possibly. Yeah, but, no, I actually, Jerry, I hate going up 3-0. I don't think the, I don't think the Celtics come back. Jerry, I would not be shocked if the Heat sweep out the Celtics. Just the way the Heat are playing basketball. The one thing that would only be my only concern with this statement of mine is that both of these games were down to the wire. So, it re- I mean, seriously, this series Jerry, this series could be 2-0 going the other way right now. It really could be. But uh, yeah, it's, just, it's just gone the Heat's way so far. That's pretty much the reasoning behind my um, prediction. I think that the Celtics aren't going to blow three games in a row. I think that they'll manage to win this one because they've – been neck and neck with the Heat so far, but the Heat just came up big when it mattered the most. So I think the Celtics will get theirs. But if this goes down to a Game 7, I definitely have Miami winning. I think the Celtics will be able to pull back, make it competitive. Um, But I think that the Heat are ultimately going to end up in the finals. I like that statement. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're back. Uh, We're back to talk about football. Um, So... (laughs) First and foremost, we got we got some Eagles news for you guys. Miles Sanders will be playing on Sunday. He said, quote, I feel 100%, which is good news for me. Um, last Sunday, he actually said that he felt that he would have been able to play on Sunday because, but he just sat it out because they were like playing it safe. Hamstring injuries are always tricky. Um, they'd rather just have him sit out one game than get hurt later on and have to sit out multiple games which I think is a smart move um, considering the injury history of this team. And another player set to return is Lane Johnson, who's on target to return on Sunday. Um, Bengals and Browns played last night in Thursday night football. Cleveland won 35-30. to Baker Mayfield. Yep, Baker threw two touchdowns, including a 43-yard touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr., which is not something you see very often. Maybe they finally developed some chemistry. Uh, who knows? But on the other side of things, Joe Burrow had three touchdowns and uh, a few hundred yards for the Bengals, but it wasn't enough to beat the Browns. And Jerry, an interesting stat line here. Joe Burrow threw, threw the ball 61 times, 61 pass attempts. It's the most by a rookie since 2001. I thought that was mm-hmm. really interesting. They're just riding yeah. that. They're just riding Burrow's arm. Joe, that's a lot of pass attempts. 61. I mean, he yeah. was probably icing his arm after that game. Yeah, that's also the second most in history. Uh, that 2001 was, I forget who it was, but it was 63 attempts. Um, but some bad news for Burrow. Uh, CJ Uzoma, uh, he's 
potentially torn his Achilles. He had four receptions on six targets last night, uh, but that included a 23-yard touchdown. He looked like one of Burrow's like more favored receivers, so it's kind of sad news that he'll potentially be out for the season. Yeah, it's a shame, but uh, I'll tell you what, Jerry. I was making fun of the Browns in our last podcast. I was after they mm-hmm. got destroyed by the Ravens. And I, but Jerry, tonight or last night, I, I could say I could see a playoff football team in them. Uh, Chubb yeah. and Hunt combined for three touchdowns mm-hmm. and two hundred ten yards, and th- their offense looked really good. And their defense came up when they needed it. Miles Garrett had the strip sack. Uh, and then uh, I forget who fought on the ball, but it doesn't matter. He's on the one yard line. Then Chubb just ran the ball in. Browns ended up winning this game, thirty-five to thirty. Yeah, uh, they got that two-headed monster back there. Uh, Baker looked pretty good. Um, I think he threw only one interception to his two touchdowns, which is, uh, you know, not too bad. Uh, and it's good to see that he found Odo Beckham for one because he did not do that very often last year. And Jerry, this was a very entertaining game to watch. I mean, going yeah. into this, I thought it wasn't going to be that good of a game. But next week, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think it's, the, uh, what, the Jaguars and the Chargers, or what is it? The Dolph- Jaguars and the Dolphins. Next yeah, week. that's going to be a boring game, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why they got Thursday Night Football. But... Yeah, uh, so, uh, Jerry, let's go into some predictions for this week, because our next podcast will be after Sunday. Uh, Giants versus Bears, uh, what do you think? I got the Bears. Um, Daniel Jones is not going to be able to break down that defense. And hopefully Allen Robinson, one of my fantasy receivers, has a big week with uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who's apparently good now. I'm telling you, dude. Trubisky, he's coming back. Uh, yeah, Trubisky right now time. the Bears are 1-0. The Giants are 0-1. Uh, Giants' O-line is just treacherous. And honestly, I can see the Giants not winning more than four games this season. But uh, the Bears, I, I do think they'll go to Tuno as well. Uh, the Jaguars and Titans, this should be a pretty easy win for the Titans, in my opinion. Both teams are 1-0. What do you think? Yeah, I'm picking the Titans, too. Um, they looked Their defense looked really good against the Broncos and that uh, Jaguars offense. I don't think they're anything to write home about, so should be an easy win for the Titans. Yeah, Titans have won five of their last six versus the Jaguars. Uh, I'm, I think they'll continue that trend as well. I think Derrick Henry will just run all over that Jaguars defense. It should be a field day for that for him next week. But uh, let's go into yeah. the Panthers and Buccaneers. I think this is another obvious one. The Terry dating back to last season, the Panthers have lost nine straight football games. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that they'll continue that streak because <laughs> I think the Buccaneers are going to bounce back. They'll see a much easier opponent than the Saints, who they saw in their week one debut of this new Buccaneers team with a high-powered offense, or so they say it's supposed to be because it did not look like that last week. But I think this week they will be more successful. Um, hopefully Mike Evans is healthier by then. And um, I believe Chris Goblin is in concussion protocol. So hopefully he's good by Sunday. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, either way though. I'm still picking the Bucks. They're just the better football team. Uh, the Panthers aren't really good at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So, uh, Our first, Jerry, the first four games we're going over are all games that are just not hard to predict at all. The next one we have Broncos versus Steelers, and I got the Steelers going two and zero. 
Broncos have won, although the Broncos have won three of their four previous games versus the Steelers, but I don't see that trend continuing tonight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one. Oh, uh, here we go. And by, my I like, bad, I said tonight, not tonight, it's Sunday. Yeah. I like this Broncos team. You know, I think Drew Locke has a lot of potential, and he's surrounded by some good weapons. Uh, he's got Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, and he's got that. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay backfield too, um, and their defense isn't too shabby either. Obviously, they had that Von Miller injury, which kind of hurt them, but they're still a good, a good team. And I think that the Steelers, they might be. I I think the Steelers are going to have a decent season this year. I think they might even make the playoffs, but I think the Broncos will win this game. All right, well, Jerry, I I I had the Steelers going two zero. That's I'll be an interesting one on our next podcast. See you guys bragging rights over that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next one. This one's an easy one. 49ers versus Jets. Uh, Jets have scored fewer than 20 points in 11 of their last 17 games. Talk about offense not getting it done. Yep, and they're playing a pretty good 49ers defense this week. I don't think that they have a shot. I think that they have a better chance of winning the lottery than winning this game, to be honest. Yeah, with yeah. You. this should be an absolute blowout. Yeah, the Jets might be the worst team in the league this year. Um, Le'Veon Bell is already hurt. Uh, they're just not a good team by any means, like, at all. I think that they're probably going to be neck and neck with the Giants to see who's the worst New York football team. I think that they're probably going to be the first two picks in the draft next year. Um, yeah, and uh, I, you know what's funny, Jerry? I I love Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is a great quarterback. Yeah, he's got potential. I just, I, he just doesn't have a team. Yeah, he really doesn't have a team at all. I think that he would be like, honestly, I think that if you switch Josh Allen and his situations, you would get the same exact outcome. I, I actually think Gordon time. would be better in that situation. Really? I mean, yeah. I think that Josh Allen is probably a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. And I think that Sam Darnold could have had the potential to be that if he had a good team around him and, you know, maybe even a good coach. But yeah, he's a he's a talented guy. Uh, last season, he missed a lot of game time with uh, mono, so we'll see what he could do with a fully healthy year this year. Hopefully, yeah, he fingers needs crossed. Need to stop kissing and get throwing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he has no one to throw to. I mean, his number one receiver is Rashad Perryman. So yeah, not not exactly number one receiver, but uh. Here's another easy game, Jerry. I, I don't like these games. This could be a very boring week. The Bills versus the Dolphins. Uh, Bills have won three state games against the Dolphins. I have the Bills going to 2-0 after this game. I have Josh Allen going crazy again and having a great week versus the Dolphins. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on this Dolphins team. I mean, they got a lot of talent. Um, it's just a matter of putting it all together. But I do think that the Bills are the better team and. I think that the Bills are a really good team. I think that they'll probably be, you know, uh, definitely a playoff team, might even win their division, might even make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. And the Dolphins, I don't think they will do that. And that's my simple logic as to why I would pick the Bills to win. Yeah, Jerry, that was very – you broke that down very well for us, Jerry. That was really nice. <laughs> and our, our next one. Vikings versus Colts, both teams are own one. The Colts have won five straight games against the Vikings. Do you think Phillip Rivers bounces back from week one and has a good game against the Vikings? 
I'm picking the Colts in this one. Um, not necessarily because of Philip Rivers, but you know, I'm 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 a little bit on the fence, I must say. But Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Paris Campbell all look good in Week One. I think that the the sky's the limit for those three. They're both they're all pretty young, talented, skill position players. So Phil Rivers is lucky; he's got a good team around him. They've got a solid defense down there in Indianapolis too. And although I think the Vikings are probably a better team than them, I think that they'll surprise some people and pull out a win this week. And Jerry, I hope they do. I don't know why. I just don't like the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> I hate them all going, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. What a great quarterback. Kirk Cousins, shut up, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm saying he's, not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, he might be a good quarterback when he's not playing against teams over 500. That's when he might be a. Super Bowl yeah. winning quarterback. Because and you won't play teams below 500 in the Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Moved on to the Lions and Packers. Uh, Stafford is 4 1 versus the Packers since 2017. But uh, I, I honestly think, I think the Lions have a talented football team. I think they have a couple more years left in the rebuilding process. But they drafted Jeff Okuda in the, in the draft. And Jeff Okuda, I think he could be a really big star for the Lions. I think. Yeah, I think Jeff Okuda could be a good player, but I think that that was a bad pick. I mean, it's never really a good idea to take a cornerback that early just because cornerbacks' games are so hard to translate that you never know who you're going to hit on. and You'd be better off just gambling on a later round type of guy. But, uh, yeah, this line scene before the season, I kind of – I had this one bull prediction. I didn't say it on here, but I was kind of thinking that the Lions might potentially win – their division over the Packers and Vikings. And Whoa! <laughs> There's, it was kind of like, I'm not going to say I'm the one who came up with it. I heard a lot, I heard some people saying it, and I was like, that might not be such a bad idea, but they didn't look, they lost week one against the Bears, which is not a good sign, and the Packers looked pretty good week one, so I'm kind of hopping off that train now, but I think that they're a good football team, and I think they could beat the Panthers this week. Packers. Packers. Yeah, I think they I, can beat the Packers this week. I think is... I've got the Packers from this week. I think Rodgers has another good game. I honestly think Rodgers could have one of the biggest seasons of his career, especially because the moron GM for taking Jordan Love. And of course, Jerry, we talked about this in one of our recent podcasts. I'm telling you, I get I get so mad every time I think about it. I'm sorry for bringing it up again, but I can't. I can't. It's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah. Falcons and Cowboys, the boys. What are they going to do this week? Matt Ryan, dude. Right, Matt Ryan right now is six and fourteen versus non-divisional opponents since twenty eighteen. So, uh, hold on. Before we talk about this game, I got one more hot take, and that hot take is that Devontae Adams will break Michael Thomas's receptions record this year. Uh, last year, Michael Thomas had one hundred and forty-nine, and I think Devontae Adams will have at least one hundred and fifty this year. But moving on to the Cowboys. Um, I think that the Falcons are going to win this game. They look Their offense looked really good week one. Uh, Russell Wilson cooked them, but maybe maybe they'll be able to stop Dak. I don't know. I'm going to pick the Falcons. And, Jerry, I, I pray you're right. I, I do have the Cowboys winning this game, but, oh, gosh, I love when the boys choke a good football game. It's just so <laughs> fun to watch. But uh, yeah. this week, Jerry – the football team take on the Cardinals. Both teams are 1-0. and 
And those 2019 first-round quarterbacks in this game, who you got, the football team or the Cardinals? Yeah, um, I want to go with the hot take and pick the football team, but the Cardinals just seem like too much of an obvious answer. So, yeah, I'll pick the Cardinals, but I do think that there's a chance. I think that the football team are better than people give them credit for. They're probably only going to win like six games this year, but that's definitely better than a lot of people would expect out of them. And, and Jerry, what's interesting is I have the football team winning this week. Really? Yeah, I you, think. Didn't you just say that the Cardinals were a top 10 team in the NFL? I did last week, and I think they're going to choke this week to the football team. <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting take if I've ever heard one. But, um, yeah, I can't say. I would completely disagree with you because I do think that the football team have a chance in this one, but my official pick, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. All right, well, that should be another interesting game to talk about next week. And, Jerry, to back myself up, I do think Cardinals are a top-10 team, but I, I actually, I really do think the football team will fall out ahead. And uh, real quickly, talk about starting out the season on a pretty sour note. The Texans had to face the Chiefs. And then the Ravens in back-to-back weeks, which you can argue yeah. are the two best teams in football. Texans lost last week to the Chiefs. But uh, the Ravens have won 13 straight regular season games. Do you think that trend continues over the Texans? Yeah, um, I think that it does. Uh, the Texans, it, they're just unlucky that they have to play the Chiefs and Ravens back-to-back. Yeah. And not just that, let alone the first two season, first two games of a new season – after they made, like, some big all-season moves. But, yeah, the Ravens, I think, have the best chance out of any team to go 16-0 this year. I think that the Chiefs won't be able to, but even though they might be better than the Ravens, I don't think the Chiefs, the way their team is, like, they just play too, like, offensive-based. I don't think that they could manage to go 16-0, but the Ravens, on the other hand, I think they potentially could, plus they have an easier schedule than the Chiefs. So I'm going to pick the Ravens in this one. Uh, yeah, I got the Ravens, too. And, uh, Dre, talk, I mean, listen to this. So, next week, the Texans the Texans have to play the Steelers, which you can argue is the best defense in the league. Then they have to play the Vikings, which are a good, solid football team. So, you're starting your season up on four straight weeks of great football teams. And then they finally catch a break in week five against the Jaguars. But, Jerry, that's not – I mean, when the schedule gets released and you see that, Jerry, it's kind of like, dude, come on, you know? I mean that's that's yeah. sure. That's that's like I mean, maybe maybe Lothia is a good thing. They get to get the hard games out of the way and maybe pick up some momentum going down the stretch if they want to make a playoff uh, or a wild card run. Um then they'll have that type of they'll have those easy opponents and find it easier to win uh later games when they're like, you know, neck and neck with other teams fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, and then uh, next week we had the Chiefs and the Chargers. I mean, this week, Chiefs and Chargers, Jerry. Uh, I got the Chargers winning. I'm oh, not kidding. I had the Chiefs <laughs> going too. You know, the Chiefs have won 11 of their last 12 games against the Chargers. Jerry, who's who's the Chargers starting quarterback? Is Herbert starting? Uh, I don't think that they said that Herbert's going to start yet. I think they're still rolling with Tyrod Taylor. Um, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you that the Chiefs will win. However, I'm giving the Chargers a fighter's chance. I think that the, they're going to have a better performance than they did uh, against the Bengals, which they only scored 16 points. Um, I think that hopefully they'll 
give the ball. They'll get their running backs more involved in the passing game, which they did really well last year. Uh, Tyrod Taylor didn't look good in week one. Um, he had some okay passes, but he didn't throw any touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I think that they're going to bounce back a little bit, but not enough to beat the Chiefs. And then and just... let's talk about the Sunday night football game, Jerry. Patriots versus Seahawks. I'm actually really excited for this game. This is by far the game of the week, no doubt in my mind. Uh, both teams are 1-0. Russell Wilson is 16-3 and in career at home in primetime games. So if that's saying anything, he likes playing under the lights with the whole, with all the world watching. Uh, Jerry, I, I've got the Seahawks going 2-0. Uh, I agree with all the things that you said before that about this being the game of the week. I think that this will be really competitive. Um, the Seahawks looked really good in week one. Um, I'm on that train of let Russ cook. I think that Pete Carroll should let Russ do whatever he wants um, because he he's like an MVP player. He should be able to control his offense and throw the ball like they Scored what thirty eight points in week one? I mean, let Russ cook. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson. I he may be one of the hottest quarterbacks on the planet. I I think honestly, I I've got Russell Wilson a second place at least for MVP this year. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Like the Seahawks are consistently. He's by the way, Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote in his entire career, which is just a travesty to me. I mean, he's. I'd say he's the third best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. But anyways, uh, yeah, so hopefully, like, Pete Carroll lets him do what he wants this year. But I think the Patriots are going to win this one. Um, Bill Belichick, I, I think that it's at least going to be close. I'm, I'm think going out on a limb here. Too. But, yeah, I think that Cam Newton will be successful against that defense. He'll be able to scramble a little bit. And I think that the Patriots' um, secondary will prevent Russ from taking over the game. And they'll be in it the whole time, and I think that the Patriots will pull it out. Yeah, and for those of you that didn't see it, the Patriots had an interesting way of preparing this week as they had their, like, 5-8 cornerback, not quarterback, cornerback. But he looked imitate Russell Wilson in the pocket to, to get practice on defense and just but he looked like Russell Wilson kind of back there yeah. I mean yeah. like I mean I guess do what you got to do to prepare but uh Jerry this should be interesting because we have I I think almost all of our games almost all of them we had different takes on who's gonna win so it should be interesting mm-hmm. to see who wins yeah like I said before that pass defense I just want to uh, talk about that for a second because Stefan Gilmore, I'd, I think it's safe to say he's the best corner in the league. And then you pair him with a guy like J.C. Jackson, who's criminally underrated, by the way. He's like at least a top 10, top 15 cornerback, I, in my opinion. And then they've got safeties like uh, Devin McCourty. They've got Jason McCourty, too. They've got uh, Adrian Phillips, who's filling in for Patrick Chung, who opted out this season. And they've got a uh, rookie Kyle Duggar at safety. It's like they're nobody's really passing a whole lot against them, and I think that's the reason why the Seahawks will struggle because Russell Wilson won't be able to do his thing. Sure, that's it. I, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that opinion. I just, I do think the Seahawks will still win this game. But uh, all right, now let's talk about the Eagles. Um, some good news 
out of press conferences today. Miles Sanders says he feels 100%. Um, he will play on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams in Philadelphia. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, sat out last week with some hamstring problems. He said that he also said that he could have played last week, but they were just playing it safe. Um, you know, you don't want to risk your like star running back week one. Well, yeah, not not hamstrings right. are tricky. Like they'd rather miss one game than have to miss multiple. But some more injury news. Uh, Lane Johnson says that he's ready to go. Uh, he's on target to return Sunday. He was limited in practice, but that's a pretty good sign. Hopefully he's back because that offensive line struggled without him, especially on the right side. And uh, some other guys who were limited in practice, Brandon Graham, who's in percussion, concussion protocol. Um, he's looking like he might be able to play Sunday. And uh, Jonathan Hargrave, who had like a torn pec or something, he's uh, limited in practice, m- making some progress. Hopefully he'll be healthy for Sunday too, so. All right, yeah, well, now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Do you have them beating the Rams in this one? I I don't know, Jared. I think I got the Rams in this one, and I hate to say I just think that I just think the Rams are going to be the better football team. Yeah, I'm sticking with my bold prediction that all the NFC West teams will make the playoffs, which is the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. I think that the Seahawks will win the division, and then the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams will fill in those three wild-card spots. Um, you know, the big headline, obviously, is golf versus Wentz. Um, they were the two quarterbacks picked, what was it, one and three in that draft? Yeah, because um, was uh, – wait. No, what, what, Wentz was two. Darnold was three, I'm pretty sure. No, nah, Darnold was uh, the same year as Baker, the year after them. But oh, yeah. My regardless, dude, what am I saying? they were picked around the same time. There's, there's, It's been like a big debate. They've had similar careers. Who's the better quarterback? Who do you think is the better quarterback between the two of them? Uh, it's so hard to say. I mean, they have both totally different careers. I mean, Wentz, Wentz has looked like an MVP, when, but then he's also injured. Goff really hasn't looked like an MVP yet, but he's been yeah. in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, such, it's so hard to really say. Yeah. Um, speaking of golf, his receiver, Robert Woods, got a four-year, $65 million extension. A couple of hours ago, which is good news that they're locking him down. I think that he's their guy. I think he's better than Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup is still a big piece in an offense. But yeah, back to golfers. Once honestly, I think that at this current time, current whatever present day, golf is the better quarterback. I think that golf's going to have a pretty big year this year. Uh, he fell off a little bit last year after making that Super Bowl, but I think he'll bounce back and he'll have a lot of yards. And like I said, I think he'll make the playoffs. I think he's better than Wentz. But a lot of that has to do with Wentz doesn't have a great team around him right now. Um, but so far, like the best at at their best from what we've seen so far, obviously like that MVP season Wentz is better than any person in golf. Yeah, and uh, Jerry, that's interesting because we both had the same prediction. I, I said Jerry Goff is going to have a big year as well. So it should be interesting to see how he plays with this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, honestly, I think he might be even a contender to lead the league in passing yards. But actually, my pick for that after watching week one is going to be Matt Ryan, who threw 400-plus yards last week. Um, He had Russell Gage have over 100. First of all, the Falcons, going backtracking a little bit, last week the Falcons had three receivers with um, nine-plus receptions 
and 100 plus yards. That's the first time in NFL history that three receivers have had those numbers on the same team in the same game. And those three receivers were Julio Jones, who had uh, 11 catches for 150 plus yards, I believe. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who had those two touchdowns. Um, and Russell Gage, who had nine catches and 110 yards. So he's also got Hayden Hurst. I think that that Falcons offense is going to be like uh, passing yards, automatic machine. And I think that Matt Ryan's going to lead the league in passing yards. But back to this golfers Wentz thing. Um, yeah, I think that the Rams are probably going to win this game. Um, like I said, Aaron Donald might get eight sacks on his own <laughs> against this Eagles O-line. I really wouldn't be shocked. Johnson I, mean, isn't back. I really yeah. wouldn't be shocked. I'm not even joking. If that were to happen, I'd just kind of go, well, Jerry called it. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the O-line, they signed uh, guard Jamin Brown from the Bears practice squad the other day. And my first reaction to that was, who? But uh, he's a big guy. He's like 6'4", 350 pounds. Um, he was a former third-round pick, but he, his career never really played out the way it should have. Um, they got him off a practice squad. I don't think he's going to help this O-line at all, really. Um, just boring news to me. Any thoughts on this? Uh, not really. I mean, yeah, I saw that, too. So I, yeah, I don't think he's going to do much, just like you said. I mean, he'll probably just be a backup. But Yeah, um, so... Uh, the Rams, they beat the Cowboys last week, and Eagles lost the football team. I think that the Rams are going to win it, but I'm not counting the Eagles out for sure. But, yeah, I think – I don't – I'm not saying it's going to be close, but I think that the Eagles have a chance at winning. But my prediction is that the Rams will win comfortably. And I agree with that. Yeah, so that's – just about it. Um, anything else you could think of? No, Jerry, I think – I don't think, Jerry. <laughs> Covered it all. So that's going to be it for today, and we will see you all next time.